Yo, yo. What's up? What's going on, dude? Chillin', bro. Sorry for the delay. Yeah, no problem. Ugh. I'm like, I gotta get back into the swing of shit, dude. Fucking a week of vacation. Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, ugh, back home. And I'm trying to, like, recoup. The house is a wreck. I'm still, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, pa- packing, unpacking. There's still stuff in the truck. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Where'd you guys go? Um, We went to the Outer Banks. It's in North Carolina. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. When I was growing up, there was always like I'd always see like you know all the all the kids you know all the cars driving by. You see this little like oval mm-hmm. sticker on the back of their windows like OB, OBX, OBX, OBX. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, it took me years because like my family was was the type like yeah we went on vacation and stuff, but it was like oh we're gonna go to Florida or something Disney World. Mm-hmm. And, like my dad would take me to like Maryland for the beach or Virginia Beach yeah. or something. And like I never really knew what the Outer Banks was until like later in life and then i still like i've only gone before this trip we, we've only been once and that was like surprisingly for like uh a moped event that didn't happen <laughs> it was like <laughs> well, you're pretty close to that too right virginia's was, pretty close yeah it was like it's like four it's like four and a half hours from richmond like yeah if you're like in virginia, Dude, people from ohio People from Ohio drive there, and it's like a twelve-hour drive Dang. here. Like I saw some people, we were like driving on the beach and stuff, which is cool. I think that's like probably the lore of it. It's like cool. You can go there, mm-hmm. you get a little permit, you can like drive your truck or SUV or whatever onto the beach and like yeah. back up to the to the shore, and like you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to like carry your stuff. And so that made it like super convenient. It was like, all right, well, what do you want to bring? Let's bring the whole cooler, like. Yeah, bring everything. Multiple canopies, like a kiddie pool, like chairs, <laughs> music. Like you bring all the shit because it's like you don't have to carry it, like you know, from the parking lot or the parking deck or right. whatever, you know. So yeah, I don't know. It was cool. It was super convenient. But like, yeah, like I said, like growing up, I never really knew what it was. And then like, you know, I went there for this thing that was supposed to be like uh, the buzzards, like beach rally, and we, sh- and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Richmond showed up, and we were the only ones there. And it was like, oh, oh. we got hooks. <laughs> but it's also you like the kiddo too. Yeah, yeah. That was his first his nice. first uh beach trip. So nice. yeah, it was cool. Like his first trip at the beach is like, you know, first vacation, like watching yeah. in the sand was like interesting, you know. He's like, you know, spearminting and stuff, so he's like putting it in his mouth. Sure. You know, like it was like and he's just kind of chewing it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. oh bro, like, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not the vibe. <laughs> Was he like a year now? Oh, he turns a year on Friday. Damn. So this week crazy. is going to be Ezra's uh, first birthday. It's crazy. Like, yeah. It's like it went by so fast. And like I wasn't, you know, you, you don't expect it like, you know, to go by right. fast. You're like, God damn, dude. Like a year is already gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So, yeah. And then I got like all like my wife's family's crazy. Like they like, they all live in um. Illinois. Well, not all of them, but like mm-hmm. her like main family lives in Illinois, and yeah. they're like they're like driving from from there. So I'm like, Ugh. oh damn, so far. Like you know, like that's a hell of a drive. Her grandparents, her aunt, like her uncle, like they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna drive for the first birthday. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So we're we're doing. If like I got that kind of time, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ah. Like, I don't think I want to take off work for some kid's first birthday and like drive, <laughs> drive hours and hours and hours. 
But it's your kid, so you know it's, it's special. Yeah, yeah. So I got to be there. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that'd be cool. You know, watch me get a face full of cake or something like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that only happens once, right? You know. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like all that stuff's wild, dude. It's like all these firsts and all these experiences and stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. you want to be special and like, but at the same time, you're like, ah, uh, like, do we really need to go crazy because like. He's mm-hmm. not going to remember any of this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, like, well, <laughs> I mean, that first birthday stuff, that's more for you. Yeah. You know, you and your wife and your family and stuff. Yeah. It's like, we, we kind of talked about like, maybe like renting like one of those places out that like do like kid birthdays and all this. I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that, dude. Like, he's not like, what's he going to like? He, he barely walks around. Like he, he'll crawl around right. and play with anything you put in front of him, dude. Like drop a, like a plastic bottle, you know, that's mm-hmm. smashed up or a box. You know, here, yeah. buddy, here's his Amazon package. And he's like, he's going to have a blast. He's going to town, you know? <laughs> he just has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's cool. Like, you know, it's it, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if this year's been been different, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. less mopeds. I feel like I've been, I did a decent amount of yeah. mopeds this, this, this summer. But still, like, you know, like, less mopeds, more, like, trying to be serious. <laughs> You know, like I, I mean, it still seems like you're getting the fun in when you can. Yeah, when I can, like I'm trying my best. You know, here. for having, I feel like that first year you have a, you know, the first year as a new parent, like a lot of people are just like they just disappear. Yeah, but I mean, you kept the podcast going. I've seen you at a couple rallies and shit. You know, like you're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, bal- I'm trying to balance, find my balance, find my peace, mm-hmm. whatever you know. And like the wife's been cool too. Like, you know, I was like, all right, like there's definitely like a couple of moments that were <laughs> they were rocky with that. Yeah, like, you know, for it's, sure. It's not like it's like cake, but like smooth. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like I say like I'm gonna go do things and like she doesn't believe me. <laughs> she chooses not to believe me until it's like, All right, like I'm leaving. Where are you going? Like, what do you mean you're leaving? And I'm like, I told you like a week or two ago I'm going to this rally. Oh, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> oh you were serious about that what the fuck i was like yeah like just for the day come on like i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, like really you're getting a better deal out of this like you get to hang out with a baby i'm gonna suffer i gotta drive like nine hours like total that's, for for dude, that, 10 that's hours true. of fun you know like <laughs> that is true like man some of those far away rallies are just like man this is really worth it like it always is worth it, but it's like when you're about to leave, it's just like fuck. Especially on the ones that like where we're like, well, you know, the Richmond talk or whatever. We're like, yeah, we're gonna do the hit it, quit it. We're like, we, yeah, cool. We're going there to do the ride and yeah. hang out for a little bit, and then we're immediately leaving. So it's like, right. even if it's close, cool. You're driving to New York five, call it five hours. Me and Thomas yeah. drove five hours in the middle of the night just for the day. We got there, tired as fuck. Like, you slept in a car for, like, an hour and, like, you know, get breakfast and coffee, did the rally, hung out with everyone, did the ride, hung out for a little bit of the night, and they're like, all right, let's get back in the truck and leave. And then five hours back, and and it's like, you know, we were there for maybe, maybe 15, 16 hours. That's crazy. With no sleep. And then, so you're just exhausted. You got this br- brutal drive, even though it's not five hours. Five hours isn't like, it's not a drop in the bucket, but it's like not the longest drive. But like, you know, doing them back to back. But that's 10 hours. That's 10 hours in like basically a day. Yeah. 
Oh man. So no, I've I've never done that. Like yeah. if I'm driving, like the only I think three hours is my limit for like a day trip. And even then, I'm like, man, I should have stayed. <laughs> exactly. The whole always, I think every time I'm like, ah, like we could have stayed. Like <laughs> I wish I would have slept. Like you know, like come the night before, yeah. or, like did did at least two days, you know. But the choices we make, dude. Like I don't know. We've only we've done yeah. it a couple of times. Like not like I said out of like all the rallies I've done, I've maybe done like a hit it, quit it kind of thing like five times. So it's like cool. Like, yeah. We went there. We did the ride. We bounce. But like. I don't know. It's it's still been fun. It's just like it's just more stressful. And then like the mm-hmm. older I get, like the more it ticks out of you because it's just like, all right, well, you did that, then you got back, and then like your next day's just fucked because you're like, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Yeah, I got back. And then you, and then you gotta go to work. Yeah, it's like I got back, but I was, then, but I was worthless when I got back. You know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. You know? Yeah, I feel that. So low key, guys, uh, just just tell the wife you're gonna be gone the whole weekend, and then they'll be like, you know, happy because when you get back, you'll you won't be tired and you can help. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's hit the intro. Fuck, let's hit this music and uh and and get into it. More mopeds. Yeah. We'll talk mopeds. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Cool. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? <laughs> Turn it up. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know, like, touch the flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, I feel pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh, boy. Wah, wah, wah. You fucking blew it. <laughs> That's idling. <laughs> okay. We were already talking. You guys get the point. Like, <laughs> it's a <laughs> podcast. Welcome back, Muppet Money Podcast, episode two hundred and thirty-two. Yeah, two thirty-two. Up there, getting there, doing, doing it, doing it. Dude, my fucking my wife brought me a, a beverage, but it was like already open, so I didn't get to crack the can. Sorry, guys. Hope you guys cracked cracked one of your own. Hopefully, you, you put this episode on as you were walking into the garage to like, you know, be productive, fix your moped, like. You know, end of the season's here. It's upon us. Let's get get that last ride in before, you know, everything sucks again. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, dude. I fucking I rode my moped today, Derek. Hell yeah! Like I haven't ridden it since I got back from um from the Wizards rally because uh my wrist is still kind of fucked up. Like I'm like, what right. happened to your wrist? Oh, dude. Uh, so I went to the Wizards rally in Lancaster. Yeah. Like, shout out to Light Light because uh, <laughs> they raffled off this really cool neon light. Hell yeah! <laughs> and um, yeah, and I did the and I did the ride and everything. But they like took us on a bunch of gravel roads, and I was like, in my helmet, like, who's who's eating shit in the gravel today? Not me. I got this shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. really, really <laughs> like living on the edge like i was getting squirrely with it i was like nate's leaving and like i'd blast past them and chill a little bit and like like i was like you know ramping it off like bumps in the road and like being really like yeah really overconfident (laughs) (laughs) because like we we ride trails in richmond for fun like we'll take our mopeds on well wait a minute what what bike were you riding i was riding my derby box so okay a little torquey, like sure. you know, 
okay breaks, but the back breaks wasn't the best. So it was like, uh, back breaks a little sketch. I yeah. probably should have tightened it up before the ride and I gave it a couple turns. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was, it was doing a little bit more and, you know, fresh tires, not knobbies or anything, but like, I don't know. It was all right. Like one is, yeah. like, I don't know. It's also like, Oh, this is a rare bike. What fucking rando plastics that you can't get anywhere. Like, why am I of course, being an idiot and riding this bike crazy in the gravel? Like, that was stupid on my part, but I was like having a blast. And, but my forks, what really is the forks are like super squishy. So, you know, like mm-hmm. you have those mopeds where like the forks get worn out and like they bounce, you know, they go down and they come up real quick. And it was, yeah, that's like all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those. They're all chunk. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely one of those kind of things. So I, I hit some bump and the fucking forks went down. And they shot up, and so did I. Mm-hmm. Like the bike, Ooh. like jumped, like, and I wasn't ready for it, and I was like, going a little too fast. And then there was like a turn, like right after it, and I was like, turn, 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 turn. I'm not gonna turn enough, uh, either into the woods or <laughs> dump it. And I was like, hit the front brake and dump it. We'll be fine. Like no big deal. I'll fucking pop up and get back to riding. And like that's kind of what yeah. I did. I like, hit the brake, flew over the handlebars, like went like. Uh, helmet face first into the fucking gravel and you know in in a moment like that you don't really know how you're what you know you don't know what happens to the rest of your body you're like i'm going down and that's all that kind of goes through your head like you wish you'd kind of see like a video in hindsight like uh, i wish Mm -hmm. i kind of want to know what happened because like my like yeah it happened so fast you don't even know what happened yeah i was like i was riding i was turning i was jumping i was like oh woods or gravel i was like i'll go with gravel and (laughs) and i went like face first into the gravel with my helmet like the shout out to the showy dude showy held me down you know didn't really feel shit and like but it's like i popped up and was like okay i was wearing a watch so my wrists felt really shitty Mm -hmm. like okay Mm -hmm. riding with the metal watch probably not the best idea i probably won't do that again and i was like so wrist felt shitty, like pulled a muscle, pulled like a chest muscle. So my chest felt pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. And like, you know, my other arm was kind of bruised up and I, and, but I, I crashed, I slid a little, I popped up and I was like, kind of checked my body. I was like, okay, no broken collarbones, hands feel good. Wrist feels a little shitty, but I've sprained a wrist before. No big deal. Like, mm-hmm. like I turned around the bikes facing the opposite direction. So the bike did some kind of flip thing. <laughs> but it was but it, but it, just but putting it was, together the clues yeah yeah but it but it was still running i'm like all right cool bike's still running so i picked it up kind of like dust myself off and like got back got back on it and like i finished the rest of the ride there i was probably like another i don't know 30 miles or something so yeah you know i finished the ride and got back it's like it's like whatever dude i just gotta keep riding and keep moving you know so she, before shit gets tight you know starts tightening up on me and then yeah. like you know, then it was like the week long of like recovering, you know, at home. Just like, all right, like mm-hmm. I feel shitty. Like, <laughs> but yeah. like, I don't know. It was fine. Like, you know, everything healed up. It took longer than, you know, it's like, oh, this sucks. Dude, shit took longer than it used to. I remember like eating shit skateboarding as a kid. Like, you're, even, mm-hmm. even my 20s are like, oh, you eat shit skating or some shit. And like, you like, you bounce back. You go to some show, you get fucking like spun kicked in the face or some dumb stuff. Some of the stage dives on, on top of your head and you're like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, the next day you're back at it, you know, like it definitely right. took like a good like week or two before like all the things that were bruised weren't bruised anymore. And yeah, dude, like- at our age, <laughs> when something like that happens, it's like you need a whole day afterwards just to like sit and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
like that never used to be the case yeah, <laughs> you know so easy. like i would i would eat shit on my skateboard or like whatever and like that day i'd be back at it and now it's just like all right i'm going home <laughs> like i'm just gonna like chill for 48 hours and we'll see what happens after that i know like and it's like after that it's just like i get back and it's like all right cool well you know i can't just sit still it's like i have to i was like all right well i'm right back at work and I work a job yeah. that's standing, so I'm on my feet, like physical activity all day. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Back to the grind. Like, we'll, we'll just see when shit feels better. Like, and everything healed up pretty good, except like the wrist is just still like kind of shitty. I'm like, I'm like, uh, one of those things you're like, should I go to the doctor for this? Like, I don't know. I'm like really bad at like that, like that, that knowing when you should go to the doctor. I get like, I mean, that was, that was probably what, like three weeks ago now. Yeah. It was three weeks. And it's now. still hurting. And it still hurts. So I'm like, oh, that might be, that Ooh. might be the limit. You know, like one week I was yeah. like, I was like still a little sore everywhere. Into the second week. I was like, okay, all the bruises and stuff, my shoulders, my chest, all that stuff feels, feels better. And like, now it's like the end of the third week. I'm like, okay, everything feels like back to normal except for the wrist. And I'm like, mm. I'm not, like I said, I'm so bad at deciding when to go to the doctor for things. Cause like, I think I, I praise and I blame a lot of things on skating as a kid. Like there's like yeah. certain like sports and activities you can do like, as a young person that like, that like teach you like overcoming pain and like adversity mm. and getting up and dusting yourself off and trying shit over. And like, so like skating, like a lot of sports, especially any of the sports that like, you, you don't rely on a team like wrestling or some shit where it's like mm-hmm. cool. Like you have to do this thing or like, you know, to learn some skateboard trick you're doing, you're failing and failing and failing like hundreds of times before you like learn yeah. it, you know? So it teaches you how to like, kind of like keep doing shit. And then like you get hurt on a regular basis doing this thing, trying to learn this thing. And like a lot of it, you kind of like shrug off, you know, like, uh, like, uh-huh. Yeah, that hurts, you know, especially from um, since we are a little older. Like, I come from that, like, walk it off, like, age, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, walk it off. Oh, rub some dirt in it. Oh, you know, yeah. like that whole thing. So, right. like, a lot of the times I've done, I'm just like, oh, like, it doesn't, I don't think it's broken, you know? Uh, it should be all right. Like, unless a bone's sticking out or, like, like I can't walk or something's, like, really, really fucked where it's obvious. Like, I mean, can you use hard. your. Can you use your wrist and hand and stuff? Yeah, I can use it. I can roll them. I can like make them go flat. I can straighten them. I can bend them. It just, it just sore. And when I do certain things that stretches my hand in a weird way, you get like a little sharp twinge. So I'm like, Hmm. I mean, you probably just strained it or something. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Like at the same time, like the, the, if it was broken, broken, I feel like you couldn't just like push it or touch it and like rub it really hard. If it was broken, you would probably know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I would know if it's motherfucker was broken and I'm like, I think it's just needs a little more time. And so it's like, what am I going to do that? If I went and then got x-rays and all this stuff, they'd just like put me in a, in a brace or something and be like, Oh yeah, here's a brace. Like call me in a month. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'll just, right. like, I'll just do that on my own. <laughs> Here's your twelve hundred dollar bill. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm paying one right now, bro. Like I, I did, um, I did like some physical therapy for like my Achilles like tendon. I was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. this thing kind of sucks. Let me like, you know, go to a doctor, and he's like, oh, like here, go to this, go to this uh, physical therapy. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll do this. You know, check check it out. So you, you do a couple sessions, and like, you know, I was just doing the sessions kind of blind, like, oh, I got insurance, no big deal. And then I got the bill, and it's mm-hmm. like, ooh. 
what kind yeah. of what kind of insurance do I have, dude? This like <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's all a scam. Yeah, so I don't know. It's all it's all it's all in good fun, but like, yeah, that's I'm back. I'm back. I rode my moped today, so I feel good. About it. I feel good about it. Like I rode it not far, but I took it for a spin, and you know the bike still ran. Like started right up. I haven't touched it in a week, so that's right. always a good feeling. You know, like we we all have these bikes, and sometimes they're finicky, and sometimes they break, and like. When you have that bike, you can always just like go push it, and it just starts. You're like mm-hmm. you feel, you feel good. Not, not all. Did you fuck like up that. the plastics at all? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay, no. I'm sorry. No, no, Short no. Subject. No, it's all, it's all right. It's not that bad. Like they weren't perfect, so that's like one of the things where it's like, okay, cool, yeah, this shit's rare, and like it's not, you know, there's not like a lot of these around, but it's like. Mm-hmm. It, they, they weren't perfect to begin with, so I didn't fuck them up that bad. Like yeah. the stuff that is fucked up doesn't look more fucked up than than it already was. It's like not super okay. Noticeable. So yeah, you're you're good. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like this fender's got like a little crack here, and like like I split like one little piece on the back side that you can't really tell, and like one of the floorboards has like a little crack in it, but like mm. nothing. Some like plastic weld, you know, won't won't cure. Yeah. You know, dude, like, I did. I did the same thing with, I have a Honda Gyro X and a Honda NX250, both of which are like pretty rare bikes that have like hard to find plastics. And I crashed both of them. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's a bummer. But that's the price you pay for having a cool bike with unobtainium plastic parts on it. Yeah. And then, like, when you find the parts, you look them up, and they're, like, you know, some foreign eBay or something. You're, they're like, mm-hmm. you're, like, damn, that's expensive for that little thing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you want 80 bucks for this one little plastic? Like, yeah. And I, and I got to ship it from another country? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you're, like, what can I bundle in this package? And, like, oh, nothing, because it's coming from this one random person. It's not, like, some store. <laughs> you know? like right. <laughs> Yeah, you got to really care about, like, not having, like, glue on your plastics because that's what i just did i just fucking gooped them back together well except for um my honda gyro x i john co found me a new like front clip for it nice but john co shout out john co he's the the best dude best best dude in mopeds for sure i don't like having a good uh, moped connect when you need it you know What's that? I said nothing's like having a good moped connect when you need it. Like yo, like oh, I someone, someone needs to help me source some shit. Like who? Who's the guy? <laughs> yeah, John Co. If you want some like crazy rare like J- Japanese market stuff, hit him up because man, he finds some cool stuff. Dude, hell yeah, we gotta fucking tag his shit later. If you got his like Instagram or something, we'll like. Yeah, he's a uh, dirty derby on Instagram. There we go, dirty derby. Hit him up. Find that. Find that sweet good good. Dude, what? So, so what's up, man? How's your? Uh, how's, how's your? We kind of talked once before. It was so many episodes ago, too, dude. It was like probably a year ago. Yeah, it was, we talked um, like before our rally last year. Yeah. So late in, late in the episode, we'll fucking we'll do this uh this uh basic thing real quick oh why don't you tell everyone who you are and where you're from <laughs> where i'm from 
tell yeah, tell everyone who you are and where you're from. Oh, who I am. Yeah, that's probably that's probably important. Uh, I, I'm Derek uh, from Black Pipes Moped Gang. Um, been at it since 2008. You know, just hanging out, doing moped stuff. Um, I put a kit on a bike the other day for the first time in like five years. Dang. That was pretty exciting. Um, still don't have it tuned in, but I'm waiting on a head gasket. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just been, uh, kind of casually involving myself in the moped community for decade plus doing fun stuff. Yeah. Dude, sometimes I look back and I'm like, ah, I'm still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know? I go through phases. Like every like every couple years, I'm just like, like my my love for it will sort of just like slowly trickle away, and then like I'll go to a rally or uh, we'll have like a group ride or something. And like something will happen, and it just like resparks it, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Oh fuck, I forgot how fun mopeds are." And then I just like get way too into it again. Exactly. And then like a couple years later, it just sort of like slowly fizzles out, and then I get you know that spark again. I don't know. I feel like I'm probably going to be doing moped shit for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's. I feel like same dude. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I know I'm gonna just probably be doing this forever. Like I'd, you know, I'd like to be like the old dude at some rally one day, like telling like mm-hmm. fucking like you know some young kids on e-bikes like how it used to be, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Hey, back yeah. in my day, we had weed whacker engines on our shitty bicycles, and uh... what do you mean you guys <laughs> don't have to tune carbs anymore? Like everyone's got a smart <laughs> carb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so funny. I don't know, but it's it's still fun. Like you know, like I I enjoy it. There's definitely you find when like you used to, like I used to have more time on my hands available, so I used mm-hmm. to like I feel like I was way more in it because I had like that's just what I did with my free time. Like you know, it was, yeah. Like, sometimes and that's why I say sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this because I'm like, oh, what could I? What else could I have done? But it's like eh, I was enjoying what I was doing like at the time when I was doing it. So and it kept me busy and it kept me like you know, out of, out of trouble and out of doing other stuff. And I, like I said, like, I don't know, like when I told my story about like how I got in the opens, why I kind of did it, like it gave me that, mm-hmm. that whole feeling of like replacing, like being in a band, like, you know, like, Oh cool. Yeah. Like, you're in a band. Oh. And you want to like go play shows and tour and go to other cities and like meet people in sure. places. And like mopeds was kind of like an easy replacement for that. It gave me the same. And it's, and it's better. Like, yeah. Like, like you go to these cities and like you don't have to do any work. You don't have to like actually play a show or like do any of that shit. It's just like the people that are there are just genuinely there to like hang out and have a good time. And yeah, I'm not trying to like you sell, know, sell them on something. I'm not trying to like impress them with my band or fucking make merch yeah. to fucking get to the next city. Like yeah, like I I'm there for two or three days, you know, for a rally or something. So you, you have a little bit more time to meet people and like you see the same people over and over again, like in other places. Mm-hmm. So Dude, that's of, what I tell people all the time. Cause it's like, <laughs> like that's what I, cause I was in bands and stuff when I was younger and like, like that's the lifestyle that I aspired to like being able to travel to cities and like 
you know, have a good time and like, you know, see the, the country and stuff. And like, like it's so much harder to do that as a band because you're like basically trying to run a small business mm-hmm. and it's like got all that uh, extra shit involved with it. But like and moped rallies are so easy. Yeah. And you're you also know? managing other people's like expectations and like, yeah, you know, relying on others that are, you know, in your band for this whole thing to work. Like if you mm-hmm. want to go to a moped rally, you just fucking cool. You put your, I've seen kids do it. Take your bike apart, put it in the back of your Honda Civic, and show up. Yeah, you know, like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't take much. It doesn't take anything. Yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of like my vibe. Like it just like it, it it helped me get that fix. Like cool. Like you mean I can go to Chicago? Yeah. I can go to Denver? I can go to fucking New Orleans with my friends yeah. and just like ride these. And silly, there's gonna be people around? there. There's gonna be people there excited to like show you around and show you all the cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking sick. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love it. And so it was like super fun. And I was like, well, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I got, as I got deeper into him, I was like, dude, like this, like buying these bikes and like, you know, selling one to like feed, feed the habit for my own shit. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, like how I like, it's like, oh, why, well, you know, you spend so much money in it. Like, you don't notice how much money you spend on mopeds. Like, it's so easy to like spend a shit ton of money on mopeds, unless like you just kept yeah. it stock or like a stalker, you put a pipe on it and you just wrote it as it is. Like when we get into making them go faster and doing all that stuff, it's like, dude, you, you don't, it's so fast. Like the money, yeah. you, go, you, you don't, don't notice think, it. You, you don't, you don't need to think about that. Yeah. It's like, you don't, yeah. Don't, don't look. Like, <laughs> if, if Treatland was like Amazon where you could like, you could go to the website and pull up your, like your fucking purchase yeah. history, like in a spreadsheet. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't need that. We, we don't, don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like really upset, but <laughs> but like i don't know like i was like you know cool i gotta like i gotta like i was selling other bikes or like you know you buy two mm-hmm. from some fucking scrapper dude and you fix one of them and sell it and then like next thing you know you have a bike for free like the two for one deal yeah. you're like yeah. now i got a free moped and like you feel like uh-huh. pumped about it because like it didn't come out of your pocket like right I don't know. or if like or if you've had a part for longer than like six months that's just been sitting around and you use it it's like a free part yeah <laughs> You know, even if you paid full price for it six months ago, it's like, well, this was just garbage sitting in the corner anyway. So like, that's a free part. I'm, I'm ahead. Dude, the straight up, straight up the really dark side of that. The ready, are you ready guys? The, yeah, I'm ready. the really dark side of that is, Hmm, this brand new parts been sitting in this box on the shelf for two years now. I could probably just sell this and make some money. So you sell it for probably less than you paid for it, and you feel like you come, you feel like you came up. Just cause. yeah, it, it does feel like a come up. It's like, well, I didn't just throw this in the trash, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely like done that one before. Just like, uh, like let me sell a bunch of parts sitting around in my garage so I can like get some money because you start building a bike mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the ones of us that are been in it too long or you're too deep in it, like you're not like. Oh, I'm going to build this bike and you just focus on that one bike and you build it. It's like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to build these five bikes. So you kind of buy, yeah. pop, you kind of buy some parts for the bike you're interested <laughs> in at the moment. And then like a month later, you're buying parts for the other bike that you're kind of interested in. Cause you just were at some rally yeah. and you're like, Oh dude, I was at this rally and this dude had this sick maxi. And like, I got this maxi in the corner. I'm going to buy some parts and build this maxi. It's going to be awesome. And then like you turn around two months later, Oh, I was at this rally and this kid had this sick derby that was killing it. I got this derby sitting in the corner. I'm going to buy some parts and fix this derby. And I, and uh-huh. I fucking have piles of parts and boxes that are brand new uh-huh. for different models. And I'm like, uh, Oh yeah. 
Like so, so they just take up all the space, and and then one day you're like, ooh, I'm I'm just completely out of this bike. There's like this brand of moped, like you know, I've done it multiple times where I've just sold every piece of like Tomas thing I owned, or I sold every yeah. single piece of like motorbike stuff I owned, and then like yeah. a couple of years later, you buy another one, and you're like, damn it, I had everything I, I had. To build I had this. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, so I just did. Uh, I bought a uh, Derby SLEX from dose i think it was actually like i traded him a, a dt50 mm-hmm. for it or something i forget this was like five years ago and i got the derby i got like an extra bottom end and like uh, uh air stall kit and like an intake and like like basically every go fast part that I needed to make this thing a ripper. Yeah. And then like, I think in the last five years, I've probably ridden it like probably five times and it's just been fully stock. <laughs> and, uh, and like, I've just had all these go fast parts sitting on the shelf. And then, um, uh, it turned, it was like, it was kind of like my only running bike and we were going to mid Ohio the yeah. same weekend that the, um, wizards rally was and oh, so i'm that, like well that uh, vintage bike show thing was yeah it uh mid ohio vintage days ama vintage days got it dude we can talk about that too that thing it's it's the best it's so fucking fun but um so it was like the only bike that made sense to bring um so i brought that and i really hadn't ridden it very much for some reason i don't know i just like sometimes you buy a bike and you just like neglect it for mm-hmm. years yeah. and then you either sell it or you fall in love with it. But, uh, so I brought it and me and, uh, Gabby, uh, from the daggers, we rode dubs around like all weekend on a, I don't know, basically stock derby with a pipe and, uh, the fucking thing was ripping. I was like going up hills and like, it was just, taken everything i was giving it yeah. and i was like Are, is this bike fucking sick have i just been like <laughs> sleeping on it uh so i got home and i'm like well i have all these parts i might as well make it better and so uh now it's broken <laughs> now it's broken yeah <laughs> like it was now sick. it's, it was now it's worse it was everything you needed to be and now it doesn't run <laughs> hey this bike's perfect i ought to break it i did the same thing dude i bought i bought the first derby I ever bought, we raffled off at a, at a Richmond rally. So it's like, oh, like I finally found a derby and I bought it and we gave it away. And so I was like yeah. kind of bummed. And then like the, the, the next time, like I finally like found a derby and I bought it. Like I was like, oh, cool. I got this fucking the red, white and blue, baby. I got the classic. Mm. This is a great one. Dude, that's was, the best one. It was stock with a pipe running. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, r- riding around. I'm like, oh, it needs a little tuning, but like it fucking does the things it's supposed to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kit it. And I was like, I don't want to yeah. go crazy. I don't want to go crazy. So I bought like, I'm going to buy the 50 kit. And I was like, why? Okay. Why? Yeah. Like buying the 50 yeah. kits, m- might as well not have bought a kit at all. Might as well just left it alone. And I mean, for a derby, yeah, like yeah. the the stock the stock cylinders are already pretty good. Yeah, so I, I, I fucking put a fifty kit on it and fucking you know rode it around, and then like it was just running hot all the time, and like I fucking didn't tune it good and fucking seized it, and so yeah. now it's just like sitting in the corner until I can like, get time to like fucking rebuild it because now it's like oh well, 
if I got to fix it, I might as well like, you know, do the whole shebang, like fix the bearings mm-hmm. and seals and all the, all the shit that like has been neglected mm-hmm. for 30 years. Sure. You know, the thing about those step through derbies though, it's like the engines are really great, but like working with those frames is kind of a pain in the ass. Like yeah. they're just these thin, like the, I don't like, I don't like how small the gas tank is. I don't like that. Like the carb is like in the center of the frame and like, I don't know. They're not like, but they're kind of overhyped. I think they're like cool they're, looking. they're easy to make fast. They're easy to make fast, but like, so is a Thomas. <laughs> they're cool. You looking. They're, they're definitely, I would put them on the cheater bike scale. I put derbies right there beside like hobbits. Like they're easy to make fast. They'll climb yeah. any hill. Like they'll rip off the line. They'll go faster than the fucking, you know, whatever else. But like, yeah. But I get it. Like you know, working on that carb is a pain in the ass. But it's still better than working yeah. on a, har- a stock har- Hobbit carb that you can't. That's get true. To at all anything, carb. anything would be better than a stock Hobbit carb. <laughs> yeah. My God. But like, those the are gas, insane. I definitely get the gas tank sucks. Like the box I on that Wizard ride, they I think they did a hundred miles. I I ran out of gas three times. Yeah. <laughs> like during the ride, I just like kept running in gas. I was like. All right. Dude, what are those? What are the? What is the gas tank on a stock, like a, a regular derby, like half a gallon? It, it's more than a half a gallon, but it's not as it's as not a lot. It's not enough. Whatever it is, it's not enough. Yeah, like I bought gas can. I luckily I had two extra little like gas cans. I had like one of those little True Fuel bottles, and then I have like, yeah. another like nice bottle. And I was like, I'm gonna bring them both, you know, just in case. I might need it. Yeah, like definitely. You're gonna need it. Yeah, like every gas stop, I refilled my like extra gas bottle. I was like, yeah, I was especially like, especially at a Wizards rally, those guys do like crazy long rides. Yeah, they're just open roads, like any of those country rides, like yeah, you know, which is cool. Like I enjoy it. Like yeah, like going to like Chicago or like New York or some like you know some city ride mm-hmm. where you know you're like everything's in town. Stop like the stoplight, right? It's fun. It's interesting. But I, but I also like if you're if you're only used to that, you have to go to like some middle of nowhere rally too. Like so, you get the, for sure you get like the contrast, dude. You get the like, cool. What do we do today? Oh, we went and rode for miles before we hit a stop sign. Like, yeah, we just held our mopeds wide open throttle for <laughs> an hour. Yeah, like the pack gets super <laughs> stretched out. Like I, I don't know. I still enjoy like there's like those there's certain things about r- rallies that like I really enjoy, and like one of them is like when you're on the ride and you can see like you go up some hill or down some hill or some long like wind or bend where like you can mm-hmm. see how far the pack stretches and you're yeah. like damn man look at this this is like it's cool looking yeah there's nothing better so how's uh how's how's the scene dude how's your how's you guys how you boys doing up there they were doing good um you know Black pipes is, is what it is. Like, uh, we're kind of like friends first, moped gang second. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think really, I mean, well, see, Hoke had a crash uh, at the national rally, Collar broke his collarbone nice. and his thumb. Um, so he's been sort of out, out of commission the whole summer. Um, but you know, like, so I've been going to Cincinnati a lot. Um, and 
there's some black pipes. So black pipes, that's the other thing, like started in Youngstown, Ohio. And then like everybody basically moved to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and I'm, I'm still in Youngstown. Uh, but we're sort of like all over Ohio. We're pretty spread out. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of us in Cleveland. There's a few of us in Cincinnati, um, you know, sort of all over the map. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been good. Uh, we just hang out, ride sometimes, but, uh, yeah, mostly just like hanging out, getting food and drinks and it's like a, like a best friends club it's yeah. really nice super chill chill club very chill i mean also we've been doing this for long time uh 14 years so like yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> we kind of found what we like to do yeah, gotta find that that's, happy that's nice. place. You can't, you can't be. Yeah. Fucking, it's hard to be gun ho the entire time. Like when you're like young and new club, and you're fucking, you guys are all gun ho. You just got into it. All you're, you're trying to, you know, get your friends bikes and get, you know, yeah. talk to your other friends and get in bikes and like you're mm-hmm. just starting to hoard. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> when the hoard yeah. pile gets too deep and you're buried in the we're meat, at, we're meats. at like a we're at like a sustainable level yeah. right now. You know, like we could realistically continue at the level we're at forever yeah because it's very chill very like low impact Mm -hmm. which is great for our old knees (laughs) i hurt my knees (laughs) sit on the couch today (laughs) (laughs) i I was like sitting on the edge of the couch with my knees kind of like tucked up you know like yeah like, like eating on the coffee table or something and I was like, For sure. I, I sat there too long. And like when I when I stretched back out, I was like, "Yo, like, <laughs> what did I just do?" <laughs> Love it. But yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, like, dude, like being young and in Memphis is sick. Like, I love like. There's been a couple of new clubs popping up like recently, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I'm and I, and I love seeing them. Like, I watch them. I like one of them. Fucking, they just want to want a raffle bike at the. Uh, Dirty Burning Broads. I can't remember their club name off the top of my head, but like they're up like Massachusetts way. I think there's like the holdouts or something. So it's like sick. Like I love when I see like a a scene that's like, yo, this city already has an established club or two Mm -hmm. established clubs or three established clubs that have been around for a while. And then when you see like a new club pop up in in those scenes, it's really awesome because it's like, all right, cool. Like, they just want to do their own thing. They're young and they're hungry and they're about it. And they're going to like, mm-hmm. they're going to be having the most fun because they're not like, you know, a bunch of old dudes brought them in or fucking, you know, prospected them in or got them someone, you know, older, got them in the mopeds. And now they're like, just kind of right. hang out with these guys. And you're, you know, they're, they can kind of end up being like on the, everyone else's level. Sometimes they're like, all right, sure. well, yeah. you know, they're not being, not like they're getting held back, but like, they're excited and like, but their, their excitement level is kind of capped like at everyone else's excitement level. And right, sometimes when like, right. when they're just young and fresh and they have their own group of friends and there's all like exciting each other, like you really see them go off and it's, I love seeing that shit. So you yeah, know, that's great. you're like, Whoa, like these fucking new dudes like are just buying all the bikes around. Like I don't even hunt, you know, like I'll go months without even looking on the internet from open yeah, now. Like <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. How about, like, isn't that the most liberating feeling? 
like realizing, oh, I haven't checked Facebook Marketplace for mopeds in like a month. Yeah. Like I used like to I wonder what deals day. I missed out on. I don't care, you know. Like yeah. Like my fr- my one of my friends got a deal the other day. He's like, oh, he got like a pretty like a, a pretty clean low mile blue maxi, and like mm-hmm. he, you know he posted the, ins- the picture on Instagram. He's in my club. He's in black black. Like lives in town. He doesn't ride like super often or whatever. But like yeah, you know he runs a business and shit. So it's like you know, but he still he still hunts here and there. And I'm like, yeah. he posted the picture, and I was like, my first comment was just like. I'm like, dude, you can't stop. Like what you just, you're still, you know, like, go, go, you can't stop or you're still doing this. He's like, he's like, the deals are still out there. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to see them. Like, yeah. Cause like, I know what it is. Like it's an addiction. It's a bug. Like, yeah. like buying hundred dollar mopeds over and over and over again, because they're hundred dollars. is like, it's a fucking, it's, it's, it's a, it's an illness, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I open Facebook Marketplace and there's a $100 moped that's like anything remotely interesting and it's within like a 30 minute drive, I will go get it. I know. But I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but like. Uh, but you'll hate yourself. At the I, same I time. want somebody. I want somebody to like snake me on it. Like <laughs> I don't want to actually buy it, but like I can't. I can't just like. I don't want to see it go to like, Team Rando, or like I don't want to see it go to I, the weeds. It's you know? fine. I don't even care if it goes to Team Rando, but like I can't just like, like oh, it's a it's a hundred dollar maxi with like a C's top end, but like the tank's clean and it's twenty minutes away. Like yeah, I'm gonna message the guy and like <laughs> if I don't get it, fifty bucks. I'm not gonna care, but like if I do get it, I'll be like, fuck, what am I gonna do with this thing now? Yeah. And then I eventually just like sell it for what I paid for it like yeah. two years later. Exactly. Like why did I, why did I even waste my time? It just piles up <laughs> in your garage. Like Yeah. It just took up room for <laughs> in my place for two years. Like I have like a project hobbit I've been trying to sell in Richmond for a hundred bucks for like months. Not like super <laughs> active, but it's like it's like it's nothing special. It's a fucking project hobbit just sitting in the corner. Yeah. It's got like a decent amount of the parts. It's like probably 80% of the stuff you need to fucking make, put it, put it all together. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't, it's just in the corner taking up space. Like someone buys this off me. No one wants it. You know, like all my friends are You're for a hundred bucks. No one wants it for a hundred bucks. They're all fucking, they're all a bunch of hoarders. They already got their own shit piled up everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have enough new people. Like we had like one or two extra new people. They'd be like, Oh yeah, I need that. You know, they'd take mm-hmm. it. But everyone else is all, all old and jaded with too many bikes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like uh, this friend of mine that lives like a couple blocks away from me, uh, like an hour ago, texted me. Uh, it's like a Tomos A3 that's like probably just needs like all the cables and like seals and you know it needs like a bunch of little stuff done to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred dollars. And he's like, "What do you think? Should I get it?" And I'm like. <sighs> Uh, I mean, you could, like, you could make it fun, but, like, you can also just get something else. Yeah. Like, that's my, that's my level at, at this <laughs> point. It's like, what would I, like, if I bought that, would I ever do anything with it? Fuck no. Dude, I bought, like, it's been a while now. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe during the winter or something. It's been, a, my, my wife was still pregnant when I bought it. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. definitely last year. 
last year. God, it's been that long. Jesus. So I bought this, like, yeah, you know, you know when you think about, like, how many mopeds, like, when you buy them stuff, like, like in my yeah. mind, they're always like, oh, I just bought that. I'm like, no, yeah. you bought that over a year ago, dude. Like, yeah. so I have, like, a You mint- got that before your son was alive. Yeah, dude, I got, I got, a, I got a Minty LX, like, red Tomos LX, all the plastics, nice. including the, yeah. the engine cow and like all Ooh. the shit. Like, like I never, I've never bought one that had like all the plastics. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this has like all of it. And like, I got it to the house. I bought it for like 400 bucks or something. I brought it mm-hmm. home. Like it's super clean. Like the turn signals are broken. That's the only thing that's like wrong with it. Like the, the little turn signals broke off. You can fix that. Mm-hmm. It's simple. And I was like, dude, like I put some gas in it, blah, 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 blah. I got it to fire up. I'm like, okay, it starts. That's cool, but like the throttle's broken, and uh, and the and the shawl needs a rebuild because the shawl like leaks its ass off. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably like I haven't even like so opened. it's so it's totaled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so it's been sitting in my garage like untouched since since I found out that it runs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, dude, all you have to buy is a thr- is a throttle, you know, maybe a cable or two. Like, re- like a rebuild kit for the car, but like I'm talking like yeah. you're at like probably like I'm probably like less than eighty dollars in parts. For sure, I, yeah. I haven't even like taken the time to like. Normally, like back in the day, I'd be like, "Cool, I got a Tomos." So the first thing I would do is let's just take the transmission cover off and see if the mm-hmm. clutch is bald or not. Like step one, dude. The fuck, you <laughs> know what the, the fucked fluid, up part about that? Take the cover off. You know what the fucked up part about that whole thing is? So you probably have all of the parts you need to make that bike perfect already. Yeah. They're probably like sitting in a box somewhere. You don't even know you have it. I'm probably, I have like, I got a box of shawl bodies like laying around yeah. somewhere. I could probably find a float bowl that, that didn't leak. Like, of course. Like, I could put a different throttle on it and it would probably work. <laughs> like, you know, like, but it's like, when I, when I have the time to do it, it's like, oh, do I want to go through all this shit to like fix this stock Tomos to do 35 right. miles an hour? Like, <laughs> when I have something else that runs already that's faster? I don't know. Dude, I'm glad. I'm glad. Like, it's not just me. That's like, <laughs> it's painful because, like, in my mind, like, I love all these bikes, and like, and it's like, and it's exactly like I said before. It's like I just sold every single Tomos thing I owned. Like, yeah. I took every extra Tomos part I had, all like, even like the nice box that had wheels on it and stuff that the parts were sitting in. I was like, I sold them all mm-hmm. to to one of the Rebel Rousers. I was like, listen, dude. Like buy this moped and then buy, and I'll throw in everything else that comes with it, like <laughs> like all the extra yeah. shit, all the extra wheels. Just get the stuff out of the garage and like free bike with purchase of parts. Yeah, exactly. And like I cleared out that, I cleared out a bunch of stuff, and then like I found that bike for the the deal, and I was like, ah, oh, but it's a deal, and it's got all the plastics yeah. and it's, yeah. it's decent. Dude, those those red <laughs> LXs. It's a red one, right? You yeah, said that? red one. Those are like I'm not a Tomos fan at all, but like those red LXs with all the plastic, those are sick. Yeah, and like I, I don't know, it's just a problem. Like I never own one, so it's like, oh, I kind of want it, and like, you know, it could be like a cool mm-hmm. loaner, but then at the same time, you're like, do you loan someone the thing that's got all the plastics that are just gonna get broken when they wreck it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh shit. Like I thought I learned my lesson years ago. Like I took that stupid Grand Prix to a rally and I wrecked it. And oh, like and I was like, oh, a whole moped is plastic. What are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, I yeah. never took it to a rally again. I was like, oh, this thing's gonna sit at home. And and then I fucking proceed to buy other bikes that have like plastics you can't replace. And I'm like, oh. 
yeah. help it. Well, I just know. want cool shit now. That's the problem. Like, I just want cool. Moments. I know. And I'm glad I, I wasn't at that so stupid, much. that fucking Ohio fucking vintage days. Cause like I saw the pictures you guys were posting and I was like, Oh word. They just have like all the cool vintage stuff. Like, yeah. like the awesome like, club things, the fucking, the dude who had like a, a whole row of, 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 uh, of the fucking mini Hobbit, the fucking what? Uh, oh, the, uh, Moto Compo. Yeah. The Moto Compo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. He's got them in every color. Awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's also asking like five grand. Yeah, like, way too yeah. much money. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Mid Ohio vintage days is the fucking coolest event. Like it's like the best moped rally you've ever been to <laughs> every year. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's nuts it's like there's racing there's fucking like it's just uh, debauchery from start to finish nonstop. and at the end you're just like confused and dirty and bruised and beaten and you can't wait for next year (laughs) it's it's so good it's I look. It's the one thing I look forward to the most every year. Nice. I gotta come out sometime. Like it looked cool. Like and it's like I don't know all that stuff. Where like any of the things where you can convince lots of people to come from all over the place for like mm-hmm. with their vintage wares. It's like the best flea market you could ever find. Kind of thing. It's like it is. Yeah. It's like yeah, we've 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 had a flea market and come open flea market before in Richmond like years ago, and it was like mm-hmm. yeah, this is cool. Some people came from that weren't from in town, but it's like just trying to host that like that's a hard that's a hard ass like zeros yeah do theirs for like, sure. you know, beginning of the year kind of like yeah come out to our not a rally you know that mm-hmm. that whole not a rally sale is a, is a tough one and yeah i, I like mean I you're already you're already losing people like the, within the first sentence you know yeah. <laughs> i was like i feel like, like one it, day only huh yeah, okay exactly <laughs> i feel like it only works in like those like First, for for our community, just for the moped scene, is like okay, like Midwest where everyone's kind of close mm-hmm. together. Like I feel like that's the only time you could like pull it off, like somewhere like that. But like probably, yeah. But like the Vintage Days is cool because you can combine that something like that with like a much larger like draw. Yeah, and I mean like Vintage Days is like a lot of two stroke stuff, a lot of just like it's like the stuff that is like moped stuff, but then also like moped adjacent, mm-hmm. like cool old two strokes and old Hondas. And, yeah. and like, there's a huge flea market side of it, but then like, there's another side that's like, uh, like hair scramble races. And, uh, like, like they do like sidecar races and, uh, there's motocross events. Hell and like, there's like, uh, just like wild shit like usually so this year they kind of like shut it down because i think some some kid like broke his arm but like every year there's these like barrel races that happen Mm. where there's just like a i don't know like a basketball size basketball court size like piece of grass and they just put two 55 gallon drums out and people just ride around this in in like in like an oval and like it's just 
It's like a like a like a mechanical mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, but like anybody can just jump in at any time on whatever you have. Yeah. Like I've seen like last year there were like three girls on one dirt bike ripping around. There was like a guy in a golf cart. There was uh there's like people on like little mini bikes, there's people on like full like like real racer dirt bikes. There was a guy in a fucking Dodge caravan that jumped in and like was doing laughs. Like it's just insane. Like no rules. Just fucking go. Yeah. That sounds sick. It's amazing. This is the best. And uh in like West Virginia, there's so we have like you probably you guys might be familiar with because you're not that far away. Uh there's like the Hatfield McCoy trails. It's like the largest trail system on the East Coast. Oh, so it's literally just like I, you know. I think I've heard of that, but I've never, never ridden it. So, like when I was riding dirt bikes super heavy, I was like, I was like dreaming about this, dude. I was like, dude, I want to go here. I want to go here so bad. Like, who can I like talk my? How can I talk my friends into going to the shit? But they do like mm-hmm. a tra- they do a trail fest every year, and it's like later in the year. It's like October or something, and it's like yeah, Hatfield McCoy trails, and there's like a bunch of other trail systems with different names that are just like all surrounding it so that whole like area you can like rent cabins and like you're allowed to ride like you know atvs and fucking dirt bikes and stuff legally on the street mm-hmm. you know in between trail systems or into the town to get supplies and stuff yeah and they so they do this huge trail fest and it's the same kind of shit it's just like all right trail riding like mud mud wrestling uh like mud mud pit racing yeah. fucking mud, yeah. mud pit tug of, vehicle tug of wars yeah. Like bands playing, like vendors, like it's just like this crazy, like shit out of the middle of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. like who comes here? No one except to ride these trails. Like that's the whole town yeah. like built around just riding these trails in the woods. That sounds awesome. It's like, what's that? Oh, that's the Black Diamond Trail. And like, you can watch the YouTube videos and stuff on them. Some of them are gnarly, dude. You're like, that one looks sketchy. <laughs> like, I'm not riding that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, dude. It's like, I don't know. I think, like, all the things trying to combine, like, some, like, moped. I still think it would be really fun to, like, combine a moped rally with, like, an event like that. Like, cool, like, one of the high clubs takes, like, Vintage Days next year, and they're like, cool, we're going to throw a moped rally at Vintage Days. Like, everyone comes there. You all camp out. We host a ride. We do a raffle. But there's still, like, all this other shit going on that you can be involved in. And it's like, you don't really have to pay for it because it's like added fun just from doing mm-hmm. our event like at this place. That's a, that's not a bad idea, actually. It'd be sick, dude. I've been like saying it for years, dude. The rally with, within a rally or like, you know, an Inception rally, you know, you show up yeah. and do your own rally. But at like another thing, like, cool, we did a rally at Bike Week or something, you know. That's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll uh, Maybe we'll try to do that next year. And then just think of the shock on their face, dude, when like a hundred mopeders show up and they're like, Oh, what happened? <laughs> Where's this, yeah. where these I mean, guys come from? <laughs> Mid Ohio definitely gets its own like draw of moped people. And it's been uh I mean it's been going up in, in the last couple of years. Like a lot of uh Columbus people come out. Well, there was a decent number of uh Toledo folks this year. Um but yeah, more 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 moped people need to come to Mid Ohio because it is like combine it, bro. Like, I, so you take like the zeros swap meet, you move that in conjunction. You so say you take the zeros rally, 
your guys rally and the zero swap meet and you put it all together at vintage days we do super yeah. super rally and and fucking uh and flea market so like everyone who yeah. shows up bring like stuff to sell and flip or whatever and we're gonna fucking rally and all the way yeah. try to get rid of all the bullshit that's in our garage because someone else needs it yeah that sounds great sounds like a oh, dude. sounds like we're all so, going to Ohio next year boys let's get it <laughs> Let me tell you about this bike that I bought at mid Ohio. So I'm not really like, I'm not really into like buying bikes anymore. Cause I'm sort of like, you know, I've had a bunch of cool shit. I, I don't need any more, whatever. But, uh, Joe Romano, like took a trip down to dose before he came to, uh, mid Ohio. And he brought up this, he brought up a bunch of stuff, but, uh, this one thing he had was a Rosado Caliphone. And it's like a step through like tube chassis kind of frame with a Minarelli P4 on it. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, four speed um, manual shift like dirt bike engine. Yeah. And I like, I saw it and I was just like, I fucking, I have to have that. <laughs> And like, it wasn't running or anything. And I spent like a good part of the day, like working on it. And, uh, uh, like Bobby Costello was there from the swoops and he like, like we were all like scratching our heads, like trying to figure out why this thing wasn't sparking. And, uh, um, he like came over and just sort of like quietly sat down next to it and just like, made it spark like (laughs) it was it was it was so funny like there was probably like 12 different dudes poking at it at at any you know one time and then bobby costello just silently comes over and just like fixes it within like 20 minutes like me Uh, some some sandpaper some fucking spit no so it turned out the uh it turned out the um one of the wires for the points was like very slightly touching the flywheel Mm. and it was so subtle like nobody nobody like noticed it except for bobby because he's a fucking savant but uh yeah so i've been i've been slowly but surely like getting that thing like uh running good but it's it's so fucking cool that's sick. Dose always brings in all this fucking cool shit, dude. That's only that's that's what sucks. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, like they're bringing in so much cool stuff, and you can't like help it want it. <laughs> I know. It's like I've never even seen this before, but I need it now. Yeah. It's like, I didn't so- even know this thing existed. Exactly, dude. There's so many. Like even like when I think about just like what are those fucking things, dude? The joy and the all the fantic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like these are so cool, I know. And like every time one pops up for sale, I'm just like, ah, I want it so bad. But at the same time, I'm just like, what am I? Why? I I have so many bikes already. Like, (laughs) I know, dude. I just sold my my Fantex Sprinter. You had the yellow one, right? Yeah, I had a yellow one. Yeah, I remember. But it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, man. I've had this thing for a couple years. Uh, I love looking at it, but it kind of sucks to ride. It's like super top heavy and not very fast. And like, it's also like 
as, as like talking about like unobtainium plastics, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know a piece of plastic on planet earth that would be harder <laughs> to find than a Fantix printer, anything. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just, let me just get rid of this thing. Like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, let's pass it on to somebody else. And then, uh, Joe K, uh, I don't know if you know him, but he bought it and, uh, like he, he clearly loves it more than I ever did. So he keeps it like indoors, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna put it in my living room, like keep it inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fine. It looks nice. You know? It's a great looking bike. Like I said, it's a great looking bike. Great looking mopeds. That the, it's the, a great, the joy. That's exactly cool. like, that's exactly it. They're great looking. They're super weird to ride. <laughs> like they're not very fun and they're not very comfortable, but man, they look so fucking cool. Exactly. Like if I could just, if I had endless money, then I'd be a problem. Then I, then I'd have like, you mm-hmm. know, just like a sea of like rare vintage bikes that looks like mm-hmm. that I never ride, but I can look at it and not like feel bad about it. Like, right. <laughs> it's like my, yeah. my grand prix. Like I, when I was like, oh, I'm not going to ride this anywhere anymore. And it sees currently, like, I'm just going to like sell the parts <laughs> like that I don't need and, I, and I'll rebuild it later if I want. And I did that. Yeah. And then I had a grand prix roller sitting in my garage for three years or four years mm-hmm. or five years. Mm-hmm. It was a long fucking time. And I'm just like, and I felt so bad about it. Cause yeah. like when I found the bike, I was so stoked on this moped, like love the way it looked like yeah this thing's cool was it a gold one so i had we we bought them in a pair we bought a gold one a blue one we bought four bikes at at once we bought a gold grand prix a blue grand prix a moby seven and a full molossi square square tube chow like damn all at once from one of the hot and ready's that was kind of getting out of it and it was a whole whole ordeal like like i thought it was still in chicago when I bought them, I was like, yo guys, uh, I'm buying these bikes. Like one of the high range has it. And so I bought it and I was like, cool, I'll just get someone from black, black that's in Michigan to like pick it up for me. And like, you know, I'll, I'll grab it from them in grand rapids or something when I go to rally or when they come down. Yeah. To Richmond. Like I was like, oh, I had a whole plan. And then like, I come to find out that the dude I bought it from lived in, like he was living in Colorado. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, like after we sent the money, I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll figure out one of the boys to grab it from you in Chicago. He's like, oh, bro, I live in Denver. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I was like, okay, uh, we'll figure this out later. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It was cool. Like I, if I had the gold one, here's the problem. If I had the gold one, I feel like I might not have sold it because right. I was like, because the gold one was like, oh, this gold one, the gold one's sick. It like the colorway. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. pretty. No one's really got yeah. it. Like it's a cool ass yeah. bike. They look so cool, but like they're small. Like you don't think about it. Like they're on right. they're on sixteen inch wheels. Like mm-hmm. they're sixteen five stars. Like they're not very tall like i'm a big dude like they're little like the whole top of it's plastic like Mm -hmm. it's cool because it's it's all storage so that's kind of rad like you can put a bunch of shit inside of it 
but it's also like yeah. the way the plastic halves are kind of held together isn't like the strongest either. So you're like, oh, you don't want to put too much stuff in there, like split it or right. something <laughs> weird, you know? Like I think my whole yeah. I think my whole trunk section I, I like packed with like t shirts and hoodies and stuff mm-hmm. just to like like I gotta make sure the back end's like fucking solid, like you know, right, just in right. case. So it but, doesn't just like rattle apart when you ride it. Yeah. So like you know, I put 17s on mine. I was like, okay, I gotta make this thing a little bit bigger. So I put on 17s and like taller forks or something. But like at the same time, it's like I had this fucking really rare roller sitting in the corner of my garage forever, and I felt yeah. so bad having it sit there. It was awesome looking at it. I loved it, and like I, I don't know. I was like just getting in black black and like i was like you know going to california i'm in denver to see the boys and shit i was like yo like one of the hardest black black shit you can do take a rare bike and spray paint the whole thing black so fuck yeah i had the blue one so i just like bomb spray painted it black and put a black black sticker on the side and i was like all right boys oh yeah who's got the The black grand prix in the the God, I love that. So, like, you know, that was fun. You know, got the got the, you know, hear everyone's butt hurt. Like, oh, you picking it at like that? You know, <laughs> dude, that's like one of my favorite things to do. Like, man, uh, like back in the day, uh, CK, like old, like OG Black Pipe, found a uh, LTD Magnum. And this was like. 2010 maybe so people still had like huge boners for ltd magnum Mm -hmm. and he found one and first thing he did was uh cut the engine mounts off and he welded up uh a peugeot 103 engine to it yeah and like man (laughs) people were so (laughs) salty about it like i was like how could you cut up a ltd magnum you know and we're we're just sitting there like giggling, like reading all the hate comments. <laughs> dude, there's something to be said about butthurt builds, dude. Like that's a, that's a whole vibe on its own. Just like just building oh, stuff, man. Just it was, just to troll others. <laughs> it was so sweet, you know. It was like fucking molasses, just mmm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like I I've literally had like you know like shit run through my mind about just like doing stuff like that like what are you doing oh i'm just making this bike to like butt hurt people it's like <laughs> it's like you know, the holy smokes have been building really awesome bikes lately like i don't know if you've been watching mm-hmm. but like they've been building super cool like themed moped builds like oh, oh yeah we got this barbie they've bike. been putting out some the fucking, uh the fucking the u-haul thing the u-haul thing the champagne and uh, thing or whatever uh, I think it was a Coors, Coors Banquet. Yeah, the Coors yeah, Banquet. Yeah, fucking cool. The Barbie bike. Like, it was like, all right, they just put out yeah. three themed bangers like in the, in, the, in one summer. I was like, that's fucking yeah. killing it. But at the same time, I'm like, want to know what the exact opposite of that is, but it would be just as awesome. A fucking summer of building nothing but butthurt builds. Like, everything you do <laughs> just pisses everyone off. <laughs> like, every bike your gang's building is just a troll. <laughs> I can't oh, I believe it. they destroyed a Laguna. <laughs> Yeah, do it. Why not? I mean, they're just mopeds. Like, even like, uh, even like the super rare, like, quote unquote, valuable mopeds are still like less than the price of like anything, any decent motorcycle. Yeah. You know, like, what's the most expensive moped that there ever is? Like, that five, three, three grand. (laughs) Like, 
Well, I mean, that's not even a moped. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that guy's cheating. <laughs> but like, I'm talking like uh, something with pedals that like the moped army like crowd would pay for three grand i'd say three grand three grand. i think three grand is you can go yeah on like some like rare like cool like laguna like okay derby laguna you right probably, someone would probably sell it for three grand yeah like you can't but that's get that's more. like that's the top and that's still cheaper and than like, every e-bike on the market or something <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> oh i love it oh it's so fun yeah like, I'm not going to lie, me and Thomas have been joking around about, like, fucking going halves on a Suron or something just so we have, like, some little trail, like, e-bike to fuck around with. Like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to come grab the Suron and go, like, rip some rip some woods. Like, all right, bud. There, you know, whoever whoever rides it last keeps it in their garage kind of thing. <laughs> whoever rides it last has to charge it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, they're sweet. I mean, I rode, um, you know, Al from Daggers. Yeah, Adolfo. Yeah, he has one. I got to ride it for a, a bit at the it at the rally. Cool. And I watched and I watched his post and I know, fun. I know how he is, dude. Everything he buys, he's like he's going to like buy all the bells and whistles, mm-hmm. do all the mm-hmm. things, make it look the coolest. Like every bike oh, yeah. he ever buys, he does like all the shit to it. So like I know his bike's going to be legit and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Like Well, I I got to ride it when it was like when he first got it and it was just like stock. Yeah. And it was still like like I was, you know, like I was riding it around in like a gravel parking lot and just like spinning the tires and stuff. Like they're sweet. Yeah, they do the thing. They do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Even fucking Maze, dude. Fucking Cornbed just has been like building that that Derby like e bike like on a thread. Oh yeah. On his YouTube channel, and it's like, it's like cool. He's not like he didn't go buy a bike. He just like took a moped that he had. You know, welded some shit yeah. for mounts, like built the parts, you know, that he needed. And mm-hmm. he's just like buying the, the, the motor and all the hub and all the controllers and all that. So you can just buy it on the internet. Like they sell all that yeah. stuff. And right. it, the video posted today was fucked. It hit 78 miles an hour. 78? He hit 78 miles Holy an hour shit. on a Derby e bike that he built in his garage. That's fucking, that's too fast. Yeah, and that's just like you know, that's like different the different controller settings. Of course, like I'm not sure what the battery life would be at going that fast, but like, yeah, you know, cool. Like dumb it down to like stage level one or level two or whatever the controller settings are, right? Yeah, and, and do fifty plus on an e bike that you built yourself. Like, yeah, that's know. pretty dope. And I'm I'm not sure, I hope we post like a price list. I want to see that. I think it'd be cool. Maze, I know you're listening, yeah. bro. Hit that. Show us that priceless video when you're done. Let us like, know. Let, let us, us know. know. We want how, one too. Yeah. How much? How much? How do I make one? Yeah. How do I make it, dude? Like, I want to do it. Like, you know, if it's just all I got to do is buy the motor and the fucking e bike, and you know, I got a bunch of mopeds laying around. I'll weld some shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll probably, <laughs> mine will probably fall apart. You're a better welder than I am, but like. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, but it's cool, dude. It's cool to see. I'm like, it sucks to to say it, but like, you know, they're cool looking. Like, the, it'd be fun to have like a little like silent ripper. Like, I still love yeah, mopeds. Sure. I'm not gonna like put my moped. You gotta, out, you out gotta, faster. you gotta have both. Yeah, both. I think is the the way to go. I mean, same thing with motorcycles. It's like, yeah, motorcycles are awesome. Like, I, you know, I have like I have one, but like I ride my I ride my mopeds more than I ride the motorcycle. Mm. But like mm. when you need to something convenient that's not going to break and not be finicky and not need any work. I, yeah. I push a button. It starts and you get on the highway. Like that's something great. to be said about that, you know? 
you know, you got to have the right tool for the job. And sometimes that means you have to have 20 different bikes that do 20 different things. So this is how we justify it to our wives. Check. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, babe. I just need the right tool for the right job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I can't just have one bike that does everything. That would be insane. I know, right? I have to have 20 bikes that do 20 different things. Like I'd still want to build my like my you know my pook like maxi cross. It's like why I I literally would only ride it for a certain occasions like you know. But I, but yeah, I want but, it. I want to build it like. <laughs> but you but you built it out of like free parts that you that you already had sitting on the shelf. So like it's you know that's you're what, you're ahead. That's what I tell her. <laughs> well, you're ahead. Those those brand that brand new kit it was just sitting on your shelf for two you know two three years so like it was free i'm not gonna lie that the brand new kit for that bike probably has been sitting on the shelf for two or three years <laughs> like, dude i literally have i literally have a fully built gila za uh that is it's like i built it or i started building it like probably well before covid Oh man. And like, it's just sitting there like brand new, never been, never had gas in it. And, uh, you know, one day it'll end up on a bike, but I'm not going to lie. I, I really kind of back that, that vibe of, um, having backup motors. Like, so Tony Cruz or whatever, hot and ready shout out to hot and ready having the rally this, this weekend coming up. If you guys are around yeah. and going, I wish I was going, I can't fucking kids birthday, Uh-oh. but, Uh-oh. It's gonna be cool. Be there, you guys, if you guys are listening, fucking this weekend, Chicago, Hot and Ready's retirement rally, go. It's gonna be awesome. You know they're gonna ride lower whackers, so you're gonna get that fucking Batman scene buzz. Watch old school Batman before you go. So you're like when you're down there, you're like, Oh dude, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna mm-hmm. be awesome. But to, I remember back in the day, like seeing like they were like the V one gang, you know, they had all the V ones and like Tony just had a stack of like Polini V1s already built, full motors, mm-hmm. just sitting on a shelf, like multiple ones. And I'm like, yeah. ever since like seeing that stuff, I was like, dude, like what? You guys are telling me we, we can just build complete engines and put them on the shelf? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, yeah, like, back to, to plug and play whenever you need? You're like, oh, I fucking, this one broke down. It's cool, swap the whole motor. Oh, we're building a new bike. Oh, cool. I already have a motor built for that. That's sick, dude. If you have the time. Yeah. And you have a little bit extra money. Fucking every once in a while, just buy a oh treat has a sale. Cool, buy some crank and some bearings, and like slap a bottom end together, and then like you have a whole bottom end pre built sitting on a shelf ready for whenever you need it. Like that's so sick. And I don't know. I know Thomas has like a like like you said your Pook ZA. Like Thomas has a E50 Gila that's been sitting on his bench in a city garage because they. Like it's not yeah. in the garage at his house. It's sitting on a bench in the city garage, built, and been there, <laughs> not on a moped for at least two yeah. years. Like I know it's just been sitting on the shelf, built like for forever. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So, like, have you ever seen my my uh, pink maxi? Yeah, things so. with like, like the the pit, big forks yeah, and everything. Pit bike forks. Yeah. So that engine is for that bike. And I have this like super tired uh, Polini E50 <laughs> on it right now that just like 
it needs to be torn apart and rebuilt, but it, but it just fire it fires up every time. Mm-hmm. And like, I just can't bring myself like the, <laughs> I, I need to adjust the clutch on it because the acceleration from a stop is not great. Mm-hmm. So like, I definitely need to like throw in stiffer springs or at least tighten them but I can't get the clutch off because the end of the crank is like a little bit mushroom yeah. from like a previous attempt to get the clutch off. And I fucked up the end of the crank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that engine has just been untouched and just ripping for like five years. This- and I, I haven't adjusted a single fucking thing on it and it just fires up every single time I ride it and it runs great. And like, I just, I just kind of want to see how long it's going to last. Yeah. There's this weird thing. And I've, and I kind of, I've kind of noticed this from Thomas from the podcast or whatever rebels, but like there's like E 50 bills or pook bills where you have like a plenty kit and it's like, yeah, like the plenty kit it's a little finicky. It's a little tricky. Like you got to have the right, right amount of oil, yada, yada, yada. Like the whole like Mopin army thread discussions. We've all read them, you know, yeah. we've seen it. We know like, Oh, he used too much oil and that's why, you know, whatever excuses or whatever. We we all break them. But there's a ton of them out there and Thomas has one. He's like, "Yeah, this thing's been built and like it soft seas once or twice. Like the mm-hmm. kit's got like a little like wear in it, like the compression might be a little lower in the cylinder and it's and ever since then it's run forever." It yeah. it fires up every time. He never touches it. He guesses at the gas and oil mixture. He like, oh, mm-hmm. it looks close enough. He throws it in there. <laughs> he fucking sp- the compression's so low. He spins the tire with his back with with one hand. He holds the yeah. clutch in one hand and he spins the tire with his other hand while it's on the kickstand and the bike fires yeah. right up. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't push it. He doesn't kick it. He doesn't run it. He grabs it with the clutch and he spins the wheel with his other hand and it fires up because yeah. it's so low compression and it just runs and like it might be a little. Sl- take a little, little while to get there but when it gets up to speed it's just as fast as anything else and it's and it's Great. been like this yeah. for years it's crazy dude like, that's what i'm talking like this this particular polini kit that's on my maxi right now it, that kit is on its fifth bottom end yeah. like it, it's it was on like two or three zas just like stock zas where like the uh like the brass bushings like seized up, but like the kit was fine. So I just like put it on another bottom end mm-hmm. and like it's this E 50 it's on now is literally the third bottom end or fifth bottom end it's been on. Yeah. And it's just like, it's never soft seas. It's, it's always been, I run it with a, um, a TM 24. So I'm just like dumping gas into it yeah. and it fucking, it rips. Don't throw, them away. Don't throw them away, boys. Like, if you got some Polini kit and it's like got a little wear in it, but she's not, she it, doesn't have any big gouges, just just save it. <laughs> yeah, it's they're fine. It'll, it'll run forever. It'll run. I mean, I don't know. The one I, this is the only Polini kit I've ever owned. So I can't say, but like, this one is <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. But I've owned a few, I've broken a few. <laughs> like, you know. The last one I had, like, yeah, seized it or whatever. But like, you looked at the cylinder, and, like, it didn't look like anything. I was like, all right, yeah. and I put it. I put another piston in, fire right up, like first try. I was like, all yeah, right, you know, it's back. 
See, that's the, that's what's scary about a Polini because they're not cheap. So, like, you know, I I think I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of the one I have. Yeah, and like fucking sometimes, like the only thing I really don't like about Pook stuff sometimes too is like the different intakes for the different cylinders. It's like yeah. When you buy one, you're not just buying a cylinder. You're, like, committing to that fucking, like, setup. Like, all right, well, I buy this cylinder, and I buy, like, this fucking four-pedal reed setup or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, so now, like, I'm committed. Like, I have to have this combination for this little four-pedal thing to work. And it's like, if Mm -hmm. I I switch cylinders, like, cool, I'm going to go to the treat reed or something. Well, now i got to change the other shit. And and I don't know. That's the only thing I don't like about that stuff. Like, all my hobbit shit like for the last eight years i've had the same mm-hmm. like intake carb like all that stuff's been exactly the same like cool mm-hmm. i buy no matter what cylinder i'd switch to like all that other stuff worked the same because it's all off the bottom right. like cool case inducted all the stuff works the same it's so whatever yeah that definitely influences like what i'm interested in because it's like well yeah i mean I have a bunch of these kind of parts, so I'll just get this cylinder that's like compatible with everything I already have. Because I don't want to buy like an entire suite of like new intakes and yeah. Like I have like like we were talking about having like extra motors built and stuff. Like I have an extra Hobbit like bottom end set up, and then mm-hmm. and I have like like a Derby. I mean like a DR kit and stuff sitting on the shelf, and it's like oh dude like. My, when I seized my Hobbit at like in New York or wherever wherever I went, I don't know Philly or something, I like broke the Hobbit. Like yeah, that stupid Philly, it's a stupid rain ride. Like I literally the bike didn't seize; it kept running and running and running. But we were running, but we were in a fucking torrential downpour the entire time. Yeah, and my yeah. my temps never got over like one fifty. So my one fifty. Oh, it was super cold. I was just running full throttle in the rain, just like not getting hot. Oh my I was, god, I wasn't building up any heat. So like I literally just wore the ring, like because yeah. the cylinder didn't wasn't wasn't hot enough to expand. Like you weren't really like, at like right. op- operating <laughs> temperature. So like it was so cold, it just ran and ran and ran. And when I got home, I was like, I don't know why it won't start. Like it's got gas, it's got spark, it's got a new spark plug. I got home, I took it apart, and like the ring gap was like two and a half times the size. It was so big, and I was like, dude, like, what? Like, you like backwards. You backwards seized it. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> "What happened?" <laughs> so I was just like, "Dude, I was like, I had I had this extra motor, and I was like, dude, I, I could swap motors, but like, I was like, coming from running a metric kit to like, well, if I put on this mm. other bottom end, then it's a DR kit, and then it's like, well, now I got to switch pipes, and I got to switch my mounting, and I got like, it was yeah. just like, like once you start changing too many variables, it's like it's too much extra stuff going on. It's like, uh, yeah, that's too much. That's too much extra work. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. do all that, dude." Hell yeah. I feel yeah. it. So let's switch topics. Let's switch it up, dude. Um, okay. So you started like, like I said, kind of earlier, like you guys are listening. Uh, we had this really awesome moped light, like to, to neon light to, to raffle off at the wizard rally. And I was like, yo, oh, this yeah. is sick. Like ever, like Thanks, literally man. like, so the way the raffle went and at the wizards, they do the, they do, they do it a little differently. Normally, it's like, oh, everyone puts their raffle tickets in a bucket, and then, like, they just draw stuff out of the book, and you get whatever at random. Well, like, the way, like, Angel used to do it back in the day was she'd have, like, the prizes laid out on the table with buckets in front of it, and you kind of, like, you know, put your 
tickets into the one you wanted to like, mm-hmm. you know, bid on same thing. The same way the rebels do their raffle and the wizards, it's kind of similar, but instead of like giving you the option to see all the prizes available and then put your ticket in, they yeah. make you do it on the spot. So it's like, Hey, we're raffling off this. If you want to enter into this raffle, put your tickets in. But the problem is oh. you, don't know, you don't know how many prizes there are and you don't know, like, you know, so you're like, Ooh, Oh, do, damn. Do I put so you're kind of tickets in or do I put a few tickets in? And like, oh. yeah. So it's it kind of an interesting oh, way to do it. It's cool. It's, it's, it makes it a little exciting. There's a little more like, you know, a little more attention to it. Like, Ooh, like the, no one's going up to put tickets in this one. Like I could probably get in for cheap. Yeah. I could get in for cheap. Right. And like some of them, you're like, damn, you see what you see what people really want. Like when it kind of gets goes like that way too. Like, oh, everyone wants that. And like when your yeah. when your light came up for the raffle, like everyone was like, yep, I'm putting I'm putting tickets in for that. So everyone started dumping tickets in for it. And I was like, That's sick. yeah, so it was awesome. But like. How'd you kind of get into like doing neon lights? Cause that's like, I don't know to like not ramble on too long, but like, I feel like that's a, an, an odd field. Like not a lot of people are doing neon signs, especially sure. like it's kind of like an old school kind of like thing. I know like there's a lot of new companies you see on Instagram and stuff like, you know, kind of popping them up now, especially with like yeah. the acrylic background setups and stuff. But like, well, know, what you know, just to say, I mean, those, the ones you're seeing on Instagram, like those are probably all like led quote unquote neon signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm doing is like, it's real glass. Uh, every bend is done one at a time with fire and, and like blowing the glass and stuff. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's truly like a craft, you know? And it's yeah. a, it's one of those things that's like dying out because like not a lot of young people are taking it up. Um, for sure. But I don't know, man, like I, you know, I've had like a day job for the last seven years that I don't love. And it, so I'm a delivery driver for UPS, Mm -hmm. um, in my, in my, you know, as my day job and I've been pretty like, I don't know, it's pretty boring. Like I'm not using any of the, like the skills that I have or, you know, anyway, I was feeling really like discouraged. Um, and I was like, all right, like if I could do something, what would I do? And I'm like, well, I, I like being creative. I like working with my hands. I, you know, I'm good at like mechanical stuff. Um, blah 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 and then like eventually i just kind of figured out like oh like like neon sign making is this like weird niche uh like cool thing i could get into and it sort of like checks all the boxes of things i'm interested in like you know working with my hands being creative like doing metal work and 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 painting and like like you know, just starting from nothing and like making something and like, it's, I don't know. It just, it was really fascinating to me. So I got like, started doing research on like what was involved. And then, uh, eventually I, uh, one day I was just like, all right, you know, I've been thinking about this for like a couple of years. Like I'm just gonna lease uh, a warehouse space and like, 
start finding equipment that I need to make neon signs. Yeah. And so I found this space uh, in Youngstown where I live. It was like a 2000 square foot warehouse. Um, and I signed the lease for it and I went home and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to start a neon sign shop. And, uh, uh, and I had no equipment and I really didn't know like what I needed, you know? And I go home and like maybe two hours after I signed this lease, I open Facebook marketplace and the first ad I see just says turnkey neon shop for sale. <laughs> and I'm like, Holy shit. So I messaged a guy. He like, it literally had everything, like every tool I needed to light up glass tubes yeah. plus some like materials. And I'm like, Hey, I'm coming tonight. Uh, it's like a six hour drive. Uh, I'm going to go run a U-Haul right now. Like, but, but like sold, I'm taking it. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, come out. And, uh, so me and my brother-in-law drove out in the middle of a blizzard. We drove from Ohio to, uh, Maryland, loaded up all this equipment and U-Haul and then brought it back. And, uh, yeah, then I just started teaching myself how to do it. How's and that? That's sick. Uh, how's, how's the learning curve been? Like, Dude, it's the hardest thing I've ever tried to learn. <laughs> it is so there's 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 so many ways it can go wrong. Yeah. And it's just unpredictable. Like especially from you know, being in mopeds and and cars and stuff, like I've gotten into like welding and and metal work and and coming from metal working with steel to working with glass it's like <laughs> the biggest like gear change yeah. ever because glass is just like you look at it the wrong way and it just explodes. <laughs> 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 but, Oh man, it's so like rewarding when you finish something and it actually works. And, and like, um, it was so, it was so cool to hear you say that like people were stoked on that, the moped sign I made for the wizards. Cause oh, dude, awesome. that was, that was that was a lot of work, and even, I'm glad it was. The, uh, dude, even the one I saw, like in the Zero shop, it's like, dude, what? Like, oh yeah, like I don't know. It's a cool, like it's so like coming from like printing industry or whatever. It's like, yeah, like the field I'm in is like, there's no schooling mm-hmm. that's going to teach us all these skills and all this tasks. A lot of it's like on the job, like learning by fucking trial by fire. It's like so many like variables that affect you know like cool there's you know the screen mesh and the the angle and the pressure and the fucking ink and the squeegee sharpness Mm -hmm. like all this all this different stuff that affects like how it how it prints and how it builds so like a lot of people see the industry in two different ways it's like yeah like it's manufacturing so like you have to be like a sausage factory but at the same time like a lot of it's like uh, art uh, like it's art Printed, mm-hmm. on, printed on a shirt like the shirt's just a canvas. so it's like you know there's a craft like art side of it and then there's like this like well i need to be production and like bang stuff out so right and there's and then and then on top of that you have zero training where a lot of people are just like you know mm-hmm. learning as they do it and like watching yeah. youtube videos and i feel like 
this neon light thing's kind of the same thing. We had like a like a vintage neon shop in town, and it was there for years, like forever, and it and it died, yeah. and faded away. It was literally like this little oh. building, kind of tucked back in the cut, and he made like, mm-hmm. neon signs for a bunch of stuff in town, and then like one day it was just gone, and like yeah. that's not a field you hear about, like. When you don't go to school and be like, all right, cool, like engineering, uh, right. you know, yeah. architecture, yeah. uh, glass yeah. blowing and neon, like, and I, and I go to, I go to a fucking, like, VCU's got, like, Richmond's got a huge art school. So there's, like, definitely, mm-hmm. like, you know, art, like, glass building and, like, and, like, stuff like that. But, like, I don't think they're, like, yeah, we're teaching you how to blow glass to, like, make neon lights. Or, like, no, we're teaching you to blow right. glass for, like, you know, other things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like, uh, there's nothing really quite like a neon light, you know, like a lot of these LED, like neon looking signs, like, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of look like a neon sign, but like mm-hmm. the the LEDs are like super harsh. They're like too bright and like, they, you know, they hurt your eyes. They don't have the same like warm glow that that uh like a genuine neon sign has Mm -hmm. and i i equate it to like when people ask me um about how you know like the the neon industry is like on a decline i always say like okay yeah but like uh people are still buying vinyl records in an age where like streaming is the main way that music is consumed but like people still buy vinyl records for a reason. It's because, like, every once in a while, like, the cheap, uh, the cheap, like, accessible version is convenient, but, like, every once in a while, you want, like, that authentic, like, real thing. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think Neon is ever going to truly die. I think it's just going to become, like, more of a niche, like, high-end option. Yeah. And, like, just, like, finding a way to, like, to, like, to market it, too. It's, like, Mm-hmm. How do you like? How do you market it? How you sell it? Like that could be the like that story behind it could be the the difference between someone like going with that versus you know another way, right? And and the crazy part too is like I'm not really advertising at all except for like my Instagram page, and I still like ever since I started doing this, I've had people just like find me, and I'm like how did you find me? And, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Like just on the internet, you're the only person within a hundred miles that does this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like I'll fix your sign or, you know, make you your thing that you want or whatever. Yeah. And it's been great. Like, like I've done, like I said, like no advertising, but the business is just like coming to me. Nice. You gotta fucking so, let that fucking algorithm take hold, dude. Like, Fi- yeah i don't know what find, the find algorithms like, are doing find, but find some, it's working find some homie dude to like you know be your videographer and like mm. give you some like fucking slow-mo reels of you like bending glass and blowing it dude and just like fire off yeah. like a thousand tiktoks like <laughs> dude if i if i started a tiktok that would be the end of my life i would <laughs> just disappear into it like that rabbit i'm already so i'm already deep. addicted to instagram and that's like that's like weed compared to the crack of TikTok. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just get off on watching like those like those like slow mo crap like craftsman videos. Mm-hmm. Like there's this um there's a moto shop in town called um oh fuck Cognito Moto, and uh-huh. they're they make 
vintage cafe biker parts. So they make, so they're like they make cafe parts. So it's like mm-hmm. they make uh, they make rims. They do like all sorts of like mounts for like you know gauges and dials. They they make their own hubs. They're like all their parts are like they make seat pans and all stuff. But everything they make is like CNC, like a bunch of CNC machines. Stuff. Yeah. So like, that's right. There, I'll I'll send you a link. But like, I like my the desire of like a like a a, a Instagram or fucking like real mm-hmm. tick like TikTok reels or whatever. Like my inspiration yeah. is like their aesthetic. Like watching right. their videos. Like it's so like it's the vibe. It's not like so so many times like it tries to be like people try to be like so silly and like. You know, like ah, you know, it's mm-hmm. all crazy, and like there's just mm-hmm. like so chill, and just watching yeah. the process of how they're making these things with their CNC machines is like crazy to me, and like watching like yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. It's awesome, but like I watch it, yeah, and I'm just I, like I can like I scroll just through their videos for like too long, just like watching them, like, mm-hmm. the next one and the next one. I'm like, dude, like like watching them make this part is cool because like the cool thing yeah, about I'm, stuff I mean, like lights and like what you're doing is like that craft side of stuff. Like think of how many people like see led lights and they only think of it as like, Oh, this is the same thing. Cause they don't see the crafting mm-hmm. side of it. Like they, they don't understand how things are made or how, like, you know, right. watching the process of someone makes something is always like interesting to people. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to start doing like more, uh, like filming myself doing the process, but like, it's so hard like when you're in the zone and you're like sweating over the torches and stuff to like think of setting up a tripod yeah and like you know i'm like focused on you know doing what i'm doing and like more than half the time whatever i'm working on ends up like just exploding anyway so it's like well you know i want to like I, I got this work to do. I want to like focus on just getting it done and not like filming it. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, that's, uh, that's, that's what the homies for. Like, all right, dude, I just need to just come hang out for like an hour while I, while I fail a bunch and just like stand yeah. with the camera like this, this, right. footage, this footage will come in handy later. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's the same like, shit for mopeds too. Like all the, all the fucking moped builds we've done. And like, I don't know how many times I've been like, Oh, I want to like, just like record myself doing this build or fucking. Dude, I know. This yeah. that. And I've never taken the time. Like I've, I've tried it once or twice, but I've never like had the time and dedication to be like, all right, I'm going to like set up the tripod and work on this moped. Like, <laughs> well, like filming yourself working on something. It's like, like that's a whole extra thing that's like just as much work as what you're doing yeah because then you got to take all that footage you got to edit it you got to like you know like make sure you got the right angles and like it's like you're doubling your workload yeah whenever you're trying to like film yourself doing something i guess i gotta find a, i gotta find a better way dude it's like i need like some young kid who just like you know needs some fucking after school credits to like come yeah. film me, come film me for free and then like yeah. pay some pay some dude on fucking Fiverr to like fucking edit it for like twenty bucks. <laughs> that's that's the way to go, really. Yeah, just like outsource that that, yeah, that work. I, I need all hands off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just show up, film me doing cool shit, and then like turn it into some marketable content. Yeah, yeah, like you know how much for how much do I gotta pay you to just come film me for an hour like once a week for like you know two months? Like that's gotta be cheap. Yeah. That's gotta be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you live near a college, right? I know, dude. I could find some college kids for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're hungry. I gotta They'll step, do it. I gotta step up, dude. Like, listen, bro. I got, I got. <laughs> what? What do you, you? You can't even buy beer yet. Come on, bro. The weekend is coming. Come on. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll think about doing that too. Yeah. But yeah, man, like doing that sign for the zeros was sick. Um, uh, for anybody listening, I, uh, at the zero shop, I, um, they, they asked me to make their logo in neon. So I did that and, uh, hung it up at their, at their shop and it came out really nice. I was really proud of that. Yeah. Like the picture they posted on their Instagram with like the red glow and the bikes mm-hmm. in the background looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really stoked on that one. So what like, um, what other projects have you done that you like, you know, feel good about like with the, with the neon on signs? Um, I've been doing like a lot of repairs and stuff, which is like, it's cool, but, um, you know, it's like more just to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did um, Rainelle from the Swoops uh, got married uh, this summer, and he had me make uh, like a, a a neon heart for like a photo wall. That came out pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, the uh, the moped sign for the Wizards Rally, I was really proud of that one. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I've been doing that. I've been doing, like, some just, like, like artistic lighting kind of a thing that I've been really excited about just for, like, myself, really. Um, using, like, concrete and steel and neon and just, like, try to combine those three elements in, in different unique ways and... Mm-hmm. That's been a lot of fun. Um, but, like, I'm about a year and a half into this, so I'm still, like... Learning a bunch. Yeah, and, like, being self-taught, like, I'm, I'm learning about as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of the progress I've made, but, like, dude, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. And, uh... I wonder if yeah, there's any I don't kind know. of, like... I don't know, because I'm not deep into that, so I wonder if there's any kind of, like trade shows or like fucking community or Facebook groups or anything where like, you know, there's people who are still doing it like some kind of support group, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are, yeah, for sure. And I've, I've went out and like visited probably like five or six different neon shops, like, at, you know, within driving distance of me. Mm-hmm. And the, the community is really cool. Like, um, everybody that I've reached out to that's like a neon vendor that's in the industry. Uh, I'm just like, Hey, I'm, I'm new. Um, I don't really know anything. I'm just trying to like, you know, learn as much as I can, you know, you know, like, could I like come like see your shop and like hang out for a little bit? Every single person I've reached out to is just like, yeah, absolutely. Come hang out as much as you want. Like, I'll whatever you need. That's and, uh, it's been really cool. I love that. Yeah. I mean, 
Who knows, dude? You could it's could like fucking pop off, dude, and you'd be like uh like Austin from from Rogue Builds, like uh <laughs> you know, like oh he's got his light studio now doing a thing or fucking neons and like and like you know ritual houses for like no reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Like if I if I can actually like cut a living through making neon stuff, that would be so sick. Yeah. Like that's that's the goal, you know, to get to the point where like even if I am even if I have to live poor, I don't care. I just I want to do something for a living that like I feel like I'm actually like contributing to the world and not just like leaving boxes on people's doors and worrying about the uh, the stress of a of an impending strike or something. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't, I don't even like. <laughs> I was praying for that strike. Like, just, I don't care. Just like, yeah, give me, give me some time off. <laughs> oh man! Well, dude, fuck, dude. It's getting, it's getting long. We've done, we've done, we we banged it out for a bit. But like, I don't know, man. I think what you have going on cool is is cool. You know, like the signs I've seen are awesome. I like seeing people do like creative stuff. I think it's awesome to do. Well, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate that. The stuff, like I said, the stuff I've seen, I'm like, yo, like that looks sick. Like, so I don't know. It's it's weird because it's such like it is such like a weird like art form that like no one you don't see it a lot. You know, like I said, the only stuff I see is like oh, like just like quick, like easy, like oh, look at ours, they just snap together. Yeah. And, like I'm like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But it's like watching someone like bend it and make it. It's like that's completely different. Like. For sure, and then yeah. you still get your your hands on kind of like moped vibe. I feel like a lot of us like, I don't know, like are doing you do things at work that are like completely opposite of mopeds, like, mm-hmm. and it kind of I need that sometimes. Where like I'm like cool, like I love working my hands, I love doing this and that, but like then like you go, it makes you not want to play mopeds. So like, right, oh, right. like I've been rent- like if I was a mechanic, it's like oh I've been wrenching all day. Like last thing I want to yeah. do is come home and work on a stupid moped. You know, like. For sure, yeah. So, you know, that's another that's another thing that's great about neon because, like, it's similar, but like, like I'm still working with my hands, but like, it's not nuts and bolts; it's like molten glass. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can still play with mopeds to unwind, even though it's still like I'm hunched over, like a hot, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like thing. But it's just like a different vibe, for sure. Hell yeah! Well, um, what do you got going on the rest of the summer, dude? You gonna you gonna hit, so you're gonna hit Chicago? You got any other plans? Yeah, I'm hitting up Chicago. Um, doing the Toledo rally, doing uh, Pittsburgh. Shout out Pittsburgh. Love those dudes. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I wish I was doing I'm Chicago. I'm missing that one. I think uh, I think a few of us are gonna come come up for Pittsburgh. But which would be funny, like you know, three pit, three Pennsylvania rallies in one summer, like yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel feel like I'm really like living that Midwest dream, like you know, I just went to Michigan three times or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, how far is PA from you? Spit away, dude. Like you know, Philly from us is is three and a half hours. Like, oh yeah, dude. That's Lancaster. You, I think you, it's like four. Like Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's like nothing. Four. So yeah. It's I don't know. It's close enough that you can like do it and like and and it doesn't feel like a drain, like right. You know? Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm For at sure. with it. 
you know, hit those, you know, maybe, maybe do something later in the year. Like if someone does something really late, you know, like August, mm-hmm. or I mean, like October, November or something. But besides yeah. that, like, you know, that hit Pittsburgh and chill. Well, dude, looking forward to seeing you at Pittsburgh. Hell yeah. But thanks for hanging out. appreciate it. It's been a good talk. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. Good, good laughs. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's so late, but you know, <laughs> it was fun for sure. All right, man, I'm going to hop off there. Uh, thanks for, thanks for hopping on the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, tell everyone out that way. I said, what's up? You know, everyone who's in Chicago, dude, uh, send them my hugs and kisses, dude. I'm, I'm bummed. I'm not going, but like, it should be a banger. I can't wait to like, see the pictures and hear about it and live like, you know, through other people via Instagram. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Where? Oh, fuck. Where can people follow you on Instagram? Oh, uh, uh, lightlight.neonshop on Instagram. So check it out. And yeah, I'm gonna, check it out. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up, dude. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to get something commissioned for the podcast. I'm going to get like, get a sign made. So that'd be sick. I'll let you, I'll let you know. I'm going to think some, my, think of some ideas, think about what I want, but yeah, I'll hit you up. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna get one. It'll be, it'll be fun. And if any other moped clubs want to be cool like the Zeros and get a custom uh, neon shot, uh, neon sign shop made, neon sign made for your shop, hit me up. I know, dude. Look at all those fucking moped shops out there, dude. There's not that many. You guys all need a sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's like five. Yeah. Bam, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. That's another week down. Move everybody podcast. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. You guys get out there and ride. Fucking Chicago's coming up. There's some rallies still going down. The calendar is kind of winding down. There's not a whole lot of stuff on the board, but you know the few rallies there are, like national rallies coming up. You know, there's a few rallies. Hit those. Maybe someone else will decide to throw some rally. You know, and fill fill the gaps. Like oh, like not even a rally. Throw some like day ride. I know uh, Firing Squad just posted up a, a day ride they're doing down in the south. I got to check it out again. I can't remember. I'll repost it on Instagram or some stuff. But, yeah, that's it. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. Uh, later. So um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch and fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh boy! Wah wah wah! You fucking blew it.